This is the University Seventh-day Adventist Church in the sunny Orlando, Florida. We are glad that you are listening to our weekly podcast. Our prayer is that you will be blessed and challenged by our message today. And may God lead you in the next step of your growth in Him. Here is our future sermon. I don't know about you, but the imagination, listen to this, our imagination, it's a powerful force. Jesus knew it, and this is why he said, we just read it this morning, and even what we did, even the exercise of the song, I don't know, again, some of us work differently, but when I sing, the words capture my imagination. How about you? I mean, we're singing of high and lifted up. I don't know if you could... If you even think of that and imagine what you're singing, can you? But listen, your imagination, our imagination, it's a powerful thing. Jesus said it, and we're going to read it again. We read it, Matthew 6, 21. Remember what Sister Andrea read? Matthew 6, 21. Jesus, he's talking about the true treasure, the things that really matter. And in his statement about wealth and treasures, he says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It follows, if you read the the, the context of this, Jesus was telling us that our actions follow Our thoughts, amen? So it all begins in our imagination. And so if our heart, he says, whatever is precious to you, whatever captures your heart, he says, that's that's what's important for you. Listen, today, why is this is so important? And I'm going to talk quickly. I'm not going to speak too long. We We got a beautiful ceremony prepared for you. And by the way, I want to tell you, please, if you come here, you did not prepare, you think you're not ready, I want to tell you, God wanted you here this morning for you to experience communion, amen? Maybe you haven't done it in years. Maybe you've never done it before, but I want to tell you that what we're going to do today is Jesus wants to capture your imagination. And what we're going to go through is part of how God, how Jesus captures our heart. Let me explain myself a little bit. So this exercise that we're going to do, the communion service, it's meant and is designed to capture our hearts, to, to make sure that, he, that Jesus and the ways of Jesus are important to us and remain at the center of our lives. Amen? So I ask the question, what stimuli or what things provoke your imagination? Think about this. What things or happenings day to day provokes your imagination in other words the things that come at us every day right there are more than things that we can count more information that comes into our hearts into our minds daily that we sometimes are not even aware what's coming to us perhaps to some of us is television internet the business the sports the games videos so what engages your imagination daily our current culture it's been called the empire of global consumerism listen to this 
We are living in an empire no less friendly to our way of life, our Christian life, than it was the empire of Babylon to Daniel's spiritual life, or Esther's Medo-Persian empire was against the life, the faith of Esther. And even in the New Testament, what the Roman Empire was against the faith of the New Testament followers of Christ. Just as harmful, just as opposed to this, to our faith, is what those empires were to the faithful ones, to Daniel and Esther and the New Testament uh, disciples of Jesus, is the same today, it's even more unfriendly to our Christian walk, the empire or the context that we're living in today. And you know this. This is not news to you, right? Think about this empire that we live in, global consumerism. How do empires capture or, or, or keep us subdued or keep our mind and capture our hearts and minds? Well, three things have been said in the old and still remains true today. A threat of violence is the number one thing, which a good army helps, right? When you want to impose your will or capture somebody, you need to have a good army, right? Well, we have that in America and through the world. We have that. But how about the second step that the empires do subdue people is through domination of the economic system. In other words, the ones who want to impose your will on you, they need to dominate to be the ones in control of the finances, right? The economic system. That happened in Esther's in Babylon, and it happens in the New Testament to the Roman Empire. And then the final step is that the empire captures the imagination of people in various ways. Besides the threat of violence, Besides the domination of the economic system, it also captures our imagination of the people by various ways. For example, in the New Testament, Caesar's images were everywhere. It was in the coin, right, that were used. It was in artifacts that were around the city everywhere and in statues everywhere. So everywhere you look, it was Caesar's image. So today, the empire today, the sinful empire of the world that we live in, is also capturing imagination. And everywhere we look, is the empire's image is there. The truth is that how many of us are even thinking that our imagination is being captured to other things besides our Lord Jesus Christ? What I'm talking to you about is, and, and I want to turn and I want to turn to you to the book of Colossians now, the last few thoughts that we have here. Again, we have still the rest of the service. We're going to go into an actual a process that you're going to enjoy. You see, Paul was aware of what was happening in the New Testament and in this capturing the imagination of the Christians. And so the Colossians, he brings it out. I'm just going to read to you. You actually have to go home and read the, the letter to the Colossians because I know this is what you do, right? You go home and you study the Word of God because this is what we do as Christians. Amen? So Paul knew this and he basically says in the, in the letter to the Colossians that in order for us to have a faithful Christian walk, the New Testament followers of Christ needed to develop an alternate reality an alternate model of, of 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 their imagination to that of the world in other words it had to be different than everybody else right 
For example, and the way they did this, listen to me now, the Colossians Christians developed an alternate imagination to the surrounding Roman pagan culture by structuring their lives, Paul says in the book of Colossians, structuring their lives around whom? Jesus. Amen? Everything was about Jesus. Listen to this, chapter 2, verse 1. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf and for those who are at Laodicea. So there's a struggle in, 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 among the people, right? He's struggling for them. And verse 6 says, Therefore, as you have received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so walking Him, having been firmly rooted, and now being built up in Him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. So he says, as you receive Christ, he says, what? Walk in Him. Building up around Christ, he says. Chapter 3, he says, therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is. So our imagination and our lives in Colossians, for the Christian, Paul advises that we need to build everything around Christ. Center around Christ. So, in the first century also, Christians, that they knew how important it was to, to, to center our lives in Christ. They used to have this initiation of this kind of a, a, it was a discipline that it was taught of engaging Jesus by activating our imagination. In other words, the things that we do, the things that we part of, it's all about Christ. And we think and meditate on this. And I tell you what, there's nothing more significant. And this is why I believe that us Christians who do not partake of communion regularly, we're missing out on this. Because this is a tool, this is a way Jesus instituted for us, amen? Because he wanted to periodically recapture and engage our imagination, that our imagination will activate it, be activated in the things of Christ. Because what does the bread represent? Okay, let me say that again. The body of Christ. See, it, it captures our imagination. When we take the bread, we're thinking, we're imagining, we know that it's Christ. We think back to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Is that capturing your imagination? And what does the, the, the wine represent? The blood of Jesus Christ. So the exercise that we're going to partake today is meant for us to continue to build our identity, our imagination, to be captured by Christ periodically so that we're reminded that everything that we are is all centered in Jesus Christ and what He's done for us. Even, and we're going to give a chance to give you now the ordinance of humility. Not a lot of communities do this anymore, but even the ordinance of humility by which you go and, and Wash your feet with somebody else, whether it be family or whether it be someone that you have to uh, uh, fix things with, right? Relationship with wrong or something, and you need to uh, bring forgiveness into the relationship again. All that is, again, capturing your imagination because all that is symbolism of repentance, of forgiveness, of cleansing, of a new beginning. Amen? So, these rituals, these ceremonies that God instituted for us is to remind us that our lives are centered in Christ and that we are meant to be engaging, activating our imagination and that's how we engage Jesus Christ into our lives, day in and day out. There are things that we do, there are ways that we must do and change 
to continue to daily engage our imagination for Jesus Christ. And there are things of the world, and if, if you and I are honest today, there are things of the world that we must understand that they're capturing our imagination and it's taking us away from centering in Jesus Christ. So we're going to go and we're going to recapture. We're going to allow God to recapture our heart, our imagination. We're going to engage in this to activate our hearts and minds into Jesus Christ today.